good evening, good evening, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's, what is this, Monday? October 17th, 2022, about 7.30, what p.m.? 35 or so? Yeah, you are listening to the Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I'm Little Miss Nobody Knows, and I'm back. Yes, I'm back. I did take a very unexpected hiatus, guys. Um, this is season three that we're in, and again, a very, very, very unexpected hiatus. Um, I had uh, had to have an emergency surgery uh, a couple of months here back, uh, back, back here, and uh, I'm in recovery mode. Um, I, I venture to say that my body won't ever be the same from this particular surgical procedure. But, uh, and, and furthermore, the healing, it just makes you feel strange. I'll say that. Uh, I won't get all into it. But uh, I am on the mend. Nonetheless, glory to God. And I'm back. <laughs> um, man. There's so much um, that could be talked about. It's funny, the last thing, the last uh, subject matter and topic of discussion I went into was about like being in love and, you know, it was raining that day and, you know, listening to love songs and stuff like that. But ironically, (laughs) because in the last couple of months, the same last couple of months, I've heard about these publicized divorces of these you know very public figures and it's got me scratching my head guys so that's what we want to talk about you know this this divorce thing that divorce thing like gosh man uh i think the big shock waves with this divorce thing began with um pastor devon franklin and megan good then um a couple of times, or time prior to this, uh, Miguel, the, the R&B singer Miguel, and his uh, wife Nazanin, now Tia Maori Hardrick and her husband Corey, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, and uh, more recently here, um, Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill. Cynthia Bailey is known from the Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise. She has, she's also been a model. And she had a very public, she had a long-term relationship with this, with the actor Leon, who's known uh, for his portrayal, very compelling portrayal of David Ruffin in the biopic The Temptations. Man, that man should have gotten an Oscar for that. At any rate, that divorce thing, man, like it's hit these. And the, the irony in, in this is, isn't it supposed to be cuffing season? Like... What is this like? How? How is this going on now? Mind you, cupping season is, you know, technically for the unmarried, the single folk, but she's Louise. Um, <laughs> these people are uncoupling. <laughs> it seems to be, you know, an unannounced season called. And quite, quite the rookie that's making quite a, a name for himself or herself, called uncoupling season. And you know, it's hit these you know very public figures, and it's forcing us all to kind of scratch our heads. Like, dang, why are these people very rich, very famous, very successful, very popular? Um, the general consensus is, you know, that these people are they have quote unquote 
so-called everything that we can want. Fame, beauty, money, wealth, notoriety. They have friends. They have their friends with public, other public figures and they have these social circles and they have these events that they can go to and just all these things, all these accoutrements <laughs> that could um, be viewed as things that are fulfilling for one's life. So why are they divorcing? I mean, Tiamari Hardrick, child actress, she and her, not only her twin sister, Tamara Maori, who leads a very successful um, life in the wine industry with her and her husband, uh, she, got the, she got her children after a very hard battle with endometriosis. Like she, these couples ha- are winning. Pastor Devon Franklin is a movie, is a, is a film producer, as well as a pastor. And yes, it's hard, but I mean, he makes films. Uh, it, you know, where's the where's the stress? <laughs> they're not looking to. They're not looking about looking into ways that they can pay their mortgage next month. They're not looking into ways that they can pay their rent. And I don't know, maybe they are. There's just this general consensus that they have everything that a person could ever want. Why are they splitting? And that same general consensus could pose the question of, as if it were an extension of that question as a reply, but love. Like they have everything a person could want, but love. And perhaps their unions have now transformed into a loveless marriage, which is why they're leaving, or a marriage without respect and consideration, a marriage where they're not being put first. I mean, that divorce thing is very, and I I know some people in real life that are getting divorced. I have friends that have had multiple marriages and, you know, have now gone through their second or third divorce. I've been married one time and I've yet to be remarried again, although it is my hope, but that divorce thing, man, it did a number on me. I just could not understand why this was taking place in my own life because we had what I thought we wanted. Uh, but, you know, you can't have a we if you're the only one that's actively investing in your marriage. That much I'll say. This divorce thing, who complicated is an understatement you know it, 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 it this divorce thing it could get very nasty it could start to get very nasty uh in addition to pain uh you know some people resort to just take it take it all take all the money take all the house uh take all the house take the house or the houses rather uh yep have custody of the kids just take it all take the cars just go because having you in my life is not worth holding on to anything that you could possibly grapple with me about in exchange if the price to pay is my peace of mind Uh, you know me being feeling safe me feeling loved me feeling valued me feeling appreciated I get it oh boy do I get it 
but I still like many people like why what is going on you know Sharon Shepard talked about them about Tia Hari Tia Maori Hardrick and her ex-husband to be Corey presenting the question why are you guys excuse me why are you guys getting divorced um that uh, that it's that their divorce is amicable and again posing the question why are you guys if it's so amicable then why are you guys getting divorced like you know settle some things for us we have questions you guys have been in the public eye for so many years tia and her sister and her brothers as well been in the public eye for so many years since they were children why why put up a wall of privacy now why be limited in dispensing the tea <laughs> and again with divorce this is a different animal it, it tears the soul it it, it it splits it splinters the psyche sometimes some people will gladly exchange the wallet for the psyche because again she's louise man like hey my peace of mind uh-uh it's too expensive you can have it you can have it i'm not gonna fight you i'm not i'm not going to pay this lawyer umpteen thousands of dollars to fight you when I want peace and you just want to hurt me or hurt me further control me you know what have you Tia has made these uh, posts and and, um, clips you know her dancing looking fabulous with her you know wonderful designer clothes and you know all of her makeup and her children and looking happy so to speak like oh I have my what is it bounce back I have my bounce back already people say when they break up (laughs) and you know we're in cupping season for single folk but this uncoupling thing is like there people are running seemingly to be um they're running to be single I don't get it yeah, it's, start, it's going to get cold. It's starting to get cold. And you want someone to cuddle up to. But more so, you want someone who's going to understand you. Who is invested in you. And maybe after so many years, perhaps that those once chosen mates have ceased to invest in them. Have ceased to, you know, make them feel understood. I get it. You know, the, you know all... Everything that looks good isn't always good. Everything that glitters is not gold, is gold, especially in, in Tinseltown, right? In Hollywood. Um, and, you know, for instance, like Tamara's sister, uh, Tia's sister Tamara, as soon as she left the show, The Real, baby, she flew to uh, <laughs> wine country, Napa Valley, with her husband in their wine business with the kids. Like, I'm going to be domestic uh, Sally, <laughs> and I'm going to just chill. And the crazy part about it is, speaking of Tamara, they were just in Italy this summer and publicized the, the pictures. They were just all over Italy, you know, the couples with their children doing a twinsy vacay, international vacay, like double the romance, you know, double the joy. You know, they both have two children who are all are ironically half siblings because technically and literally and biologically T 
Tia and Tamira came from that one cell. Their cells split. So the children that come from them are their, they, they're, they come from the same cell. Uh, and it's something. You know, we want, we want people, like our favorite people, the people that we're fans of to be happy. You know, I, I want my family members, my friends, whoever, you know, want to hear that their break, that their marriages are falling apart, that their marriages are ending. It's, I mourn with them because I know how it feels to love someone and to want to make that union work, to want to remain in that commitment to be serious as you know you were you were telling the truth when you made that vow to God that you would stay with them and and you would do these things contained in your vows so death did you part till death separated you huh and you know it's, it's argumentative and it's debatable for people well when did a death occur well I died when he cheated when she cheated I died when when they took all the money out of the account. So that was that was the death. So before I literally die, I'm out of here. Before I'm I die and I'm in no shape to care for my children, I'm out of here. I have uh, this marriage is ending, I'm done. And speaking of I'm done, did I mention I think I mentioned uh, about Tia mentioning that clip um Again, mentioning a clip from the uh, the very beloved show from the 2000s called The Game, where her character Med School <laughs> uh, confronts her 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 boyfriend, her love interest Derwin, about having sex uh, with an, a very very famous R&B uh, singer, and he lies to her. You know, the clip doesn't go to the point where he answers, but not that I've seen. I mean, maybe she did do the whole clip, but. She poses the question, did you sleep with her? Did you have sex with her? And um, <laughs> that was about as clear and as cryptic as the divorce announcement could have been. And of course, it leads people to speculate. You know, fans have already said, okay, I bet he cheated. I bet he cheated. <laughs> uh, oh, also, speaking of cheat, <laughs> uh, Engaged couple Nia Long and uh, Ime Udaka, basketball player, turned uh, NBA coach, who was uh, very instrumental, if not the whole reason why the Boston Celtics made it to what the Final Four or some you know landmark milestone um, status or level in the competition of you know the championships. I wouldn't tune in this year, y'all, y'all forgive me. <laughs> uh, but reportedly, she decided to stay. They've been together for, what, 10, 12 years. They have a child together. Um, they are engaged, but they only got engaged after so many years. And for one reason or another, they, he or she, does not want to get married. So they remain in, in, in engaged state status. But I don't know, guys. Like, maybe, I mean, if you're going to stay with them... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't necessarily want to speak on her union or her relationship because it's not. 
it's not marriage, but technically it is because when you accept the proposal for marriage, that is the vow. He set his intentions to marry. You know, the Bible's very clear <laughs> about um, about in proposals, uh, saying of Mary and Joseph, for instance, uh, she had already been betrothed <laughs> unto Joseph, but when he found out that she was pregnant, he was compelled to put her away quietly, just on the low, okay, let's go our separate ways, you go your way, I go my way, and that'll be it, I won't have to suffer the embarrassment of um, you being pregnant, uh, since I can't prove that, you know, we've cut covenant by the remnants from the hymen being broken, Uh, but the truth is she knew not a man. And not to go deep in that, but, you know, the, the, <laughs> the point in that was, you know, once the, in, once the marriage proposal has been set and publicized, then there it is. You're technically one with that person. You're, you're, you're one with that person. You're you're not just no. You, you guys are married. You're not um. You're not single anymore. You are betrothed. You are beyond intended. You are together. Hmm. Yeah. You're together. You're not single. You're not free to put them away quietly. Um, and in like fashion in marriage you're not free you're not free to do whatever you want in marriage you have to stay you have to continue in the commitment that you've initiated and when there have been problems you have to work on it now I I, (laughs) although I'm talking about this divorce thing I really mean to focus on divorce and how it tears the soul, but I mean, geez, how, hmm, how deep can or should I go? I'm just, I'm just still as shocked and odd as the next fan, uh, as the next watcher, onlooker, at how they could get to this point in their marriages. Again, and I hate to sound materialistic and not materialistic because I'm not talking about money and and, and the material gain and, and wealth I mean the the things that we pursue in life the goals that we set to achieve to make our names great you know to be to be famous and well known and you know very liked and popular and you know they spend their life and their life's energy trying to obtain these things and by the grace of God, they've actually found love while in that pursuit. Their paths, their individual paths crossed someone else's and they were able to get love. Man, some people have to cut one off in order to go after wholeheartedly the other because for them, it's a conflict of energies and it's way too weighty, you know, to pursue both together and, you know... Tia and uh, Tia and uh, Corey were both actors, 
and his career is taking off now. But again, Tia and Corey are actors and their past cross. You know, Hollywood marriages, they talk about them, you know, quite often and how they never last and everything. But you kind of wonder, you know? I know I do. About, okay. Like, hmm. If, it, if in such such a pursuit, if in such a pursuit by an actor, if it doesn't work with them, I mean, how how can a me, ordinary me, how can ordinary me, you know, get anything because it's, you know, jeez, or not just ordinary me, us ordinary folk, you know, like, jeez, if they can't make it work, who can? And probably the largest or the most popularized cheating scandals and possible divorce or breakup scandals in popular cultural history is, of course, the infamous uh, Sean Carter, (laughs) a.k.a. Jay-Z, cheating on his uh, wife, Beyonce Knowles. Um... Halle Berry being cheated on by Eric Benet. Uh, let's see who else. Mariah Carey being, spe- it was speculative, however speculative it was, being cheated on by Nick Cannon, which is why they split because, you know, she was not going to put up with that. My Aries sister. <laughs> um, just so many that ended in divorce with the exception of Jay-Z and, and Beyonce. And then you know, and, and there's no shame. There's no shame in staying with your spouse after adultery because sometimes we can put these unrealistic expectations on these humans that we're married to, and we can just think that, oh, they're so perfect that they can never make a poor choice, that they can never do us wrong. And it's not uh, actually not fair. It's not actually not fair to put these. Um, pressures on them to remain oh they're perfect they're perfect like flawless da 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 nah nobody's flawless we are frail we are weak we are prone to fail mankind we (laughs) mankind we fail and it's debatable you know as debatable as anything else when it comes to divorce one of the most painful things is when we fail the once we fail each other in uh with adultery and we fail our vows we fail to remain committed to our vows uh to that person to i'm sorry to god where that person is concerned i'll say because the religious person the pastor is there as the representative of the church who's issuing or usher issuing issuing and ushering them into this holy covenant of marriage you know, they're asking them before God and all of these witnesses, do you, sir and ma'am, solemnly swear to? Do you promise to? Do you make this more than an oath? They literally cut covenant, which is what, you know, the, the, the virgin element was designed to uh, to uh, demonstrate and solid- demonstrate as a, solid- a solidification of that covenant. As I mentioned, uh, cutting the covenant with the phallic symbol of the 
finger and the uh, um, infinity uh, shape of the, I'm sorry, not infinity, but the um, never ending circle of the ring, like the wedding band, uh, symbolic of the male member (laughs) and the uh, uh, female member where the hymen was there and the only person who had authority or the religious right to have access to her that way uh, in uh, a solemn commitment is the husband because and the proof of it was when and I'm talking in biblical days and and, and in the ceremony or in the the practice of uh, and the demonstration of marriage back then was the showing of the sheet, the bloody sheet. Like, here's the proof. She was pure. She has not entered into this intimate practice with anyone else. And the blood from the broken hymen proved it, and, and which gave her parents, her father and her parents, honor. And uh, her husband as well to know, okay, nobody else has been with my, you know, <laughs> been where I've been. <laughs> um, they, they, they've broken these so but, 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 and again stunned why are these marriages falling apart furthermore you know it seems more difficult to find someone marriage worthy uh, I want to say it was psychology today, and oof, I, gosh, uh, maybe I won't, I don't want to get into this, because I kind of want to talk about it, uh, on its own, Mary, and maybe there'll be the, the next, um, the next episode, uh, where I want to talk about single men, and how there's been a rise in single, miserably unhappy men, um, who cannot marry, can't find companionship, um, and it was such, it, the, the phenomena of it is such, it's so compelling that psychology today, if memory serves me correctly, covered it. Now, the thing about marriage is that it, it matures you. It is designed actually to kill you Stay with me. Stay with me. It's designed to kill the you self-focused, self-enthralled for many, selfish you, the identity of you, uh, and to make you by both your word and your vows taken and the practices that you put in the effort that you put forth from the day you take your vows together until ideally death separates you, you become one. It's supposed to kill you and make you a weak. Okay. Now, anybody who's going through any particular developmental stage in their life can attest to the fact that growing pains, so to, so to speak, are a thing. Right? So... With growing pains being a thing, how much more painful and equally, if not more so, enjoyable 
uh, is the growth part in growing together and becoming one. How you and how you know you become one in a marriage? It could be two years. It could be three years, and it seems short. But if you find yourself not being able to go to sleep, if you've been together so long, or if you've been together so much, or if your bond was so tight uh, that you can't go to sleep unless a part of your body is touching theirs, or if you can't smell their skin, oh, I mean, that's how you know you've begun becoming one with this person. At least you, you know, have been faithful in your commitment you've made those efforts and mind you there's a difference between becoming one and codependency of course and at the same time there is a little bit of codependency in marriage because you well thank you this thank you lord i just uh another a better word just came to mind uh interdependent uh one is less pitiful (laughs) Uh, well, I'm sorry. One is one is pitiful and one is not. Uh, one is almost like psychosis and the other is not. Uh, interdependent is more of a mutual work. It is a literal mutual work. Uh, it consult it consults the other and considers the other, uh, and it keeps in mind that literally everything that you do every decision you make every move that you make in this marriage will will affect this other person every purchase you make it will pull out of the household funds i mean just everything and but and and but with divorce you mean like yikes you know this and sometimes it happens in stages and the other partner is none the wiser slow decline in joining them at events oh such and such she couldn't come he couldn't come they had uh, they had a project due or they had you know they had work blah 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 blah. you know just and then the funds get separated did I mention that before (laughs) and sometimes throughout the marriage they haven't consulted uh, a, a more of an expert or gotten counseling, premarital counseling, and they have never built the built the degree of trust where they and maturity where they can um, trust each other with their monies and have it in a joint account. I understand. I used to think that love was enough. I really now in the in the biblical sense God love God is love love is enough if you God a person enough then you know all of the, all of these becoming one things will be no problem for you but someone said to me years ago or I read it somewhere well, I, let me go back and restate this I am sure I read it somewhere and heard it several times before don't expect you from other people so, you know, there it is. Um, and thus, you don't want a person who is just like you because then one of you is, what's the word? Hmm. Hmm. What is the word? 
not necessary. That's not the word I wanted to use, but it's, it's not required. You know, uh, who wants, I mean, where's the fun in that, right? Where's the, where will the growth be provoked? If you marry someone just like you, where are the challenges to grow past your own train of thought, manner of, and modus operandi? There's no challenge if they're just like you. Um, and, and, and furthermore, that fosters kind of like a way of um, just narcissism, like a whole atmosphere of like, oh, they like, they like just what I like, they want just what I want, and da da da. And we're not talking, okay, go get the most opposite person to you, but what is the old saying? Oppos- opposites attract? It does, they, they do. Uh, but once they attract, they must cooperate and continue to do so. It's a continuous work, marriage is. And sometimes some, a person just wakes up and they decide, I don't know. They don't, I don't want to anymore. And one person is forced out of something they loved with all of them, all that they have. And then they are, for one reason or another, forced to start over. One more so in degrees more than others because, you know, people lose in divorces. You lose the house. You lose the union. You lose the, the, the children. The children. The children. The children. You, they lose the stability of whatever environment they have. It's, it's now gone. Poof. Blown up. <laughs> And sometimes where they weren't willing to go to counseling before they got married, you know, that's quite possibly the last ditch effort to prevent, to prevent the divorce from taking place. Uh, And for all intents and purposes, sometimes that's a, a great thing because things tend to come out in counseling. Things tend to come out in counseling. The truth tends to come out. The things that they've been sitting on and holding their breath about and swallowing their words about. And because for one reason or another, maybe they weren't taught to effectively communicate. Um, and their spouse has a wounded spirit to where they can't take any type of critique because they're just not able to receive it and categorize it as useful. It can't be processed as constructive criticism for whatever reason. And so it takes that that neutral third uh, non-biased party mediator, if you will, to help them. Okay, let's lay every card on the table. Tell your spouse what you hate about them. Bam, in the face. Right right there, smack between the eyes. I hate your mother. (laughs) Bam, okay, sir. Tell your spouse what you hate about her. The things that have been annoying you. What has been bothering you all this time? You can't cook. (gasps) What? Walter? You know, (laughs) You know, pss, pss. and the tendency is to go clawing and scratching at Walter's throat. Uh, 
but <laughs> if the thing about committing or attempting counseling and considering counseling in divorce or during the the period of divorce is it's already broken counseling could make the difference between irretrievably broken and irreconcilable differences uh and it was the hardest thing I had to do but I'm so glad we did so now there are no more secrets and I don't have to live in fear that this thing is going to come out and tap me tap me on the shoulder and smack me right in the face come back to bite me in the butt you know, we, 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 we set up a neutral corner to where we can put our weapon, our blazing weapons down. And instead of coming out swinging, we, we're coming to that table, the table of truth. Like, okay, we're coming to the table of truth and the table of reconciliation. This is the truth. It's causing us conflict. Or this is the issue. Let's tell the truth so that this conflict or these conflicts can be properly addressed. Because the common goal is what? To save your marriage. Um, I hear tell some people go to financial counseling on the way out of a marriage. Because, you know, once they, the divorce takes place, the finances, are, you know, get affected. So that a person, one person has to literally learn how to re-adjust uh, to a different financial status because of the divorce you know how do you manage this amount of money now now that you've lost so much or that you've gained so much the children need so much the living expenses so uh, a month are this and where there were possibly quite probably several household incomes coming in <laughs> that's now been reduced it's been broken it's been separated and the crazy part about divorce, uh, speaking of finances to me, is, okay, if you're going to end up giving so-and-so so much a month for alimony or palimony, <laughs> stupid question because, hey, I'm on the giddy-giddy good girl side of, let's just stay in the marriage. That way you don't have to reduce yourself to living off of just this amount per month. Because if that if, if 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 your spouse has this much money, if collectively you have this massive surplus of money, um, there's no limit monthly of what you could use. But often it doesn't necessarily end up being that way. It ends up being them having to pay like this whopping amount. Now, of course, you know as we all know, if a person's been married to someone, they're rich and famous and wealthy, and if they help them to build this amount of wealth, then especially if she live in California, for instance, because it is a Commonwealth state. Yeah, they were this. They were with you when you built this. When you amassed this uh, empire, <laughs> they are entitled to fifty percent. <laughs> so yeah, uh, biggest divorces in history. What? Paul McCartney, Bill Gates, the Amazon guy, <laughs> um, millions man and billions these women got well deserved well deserved like so oh I just don't even go in that but 
you know, I, 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 I won't lay a particular judgment on divorce or because I cannot, who am I? I'm no authority at all to dictate why or, or, or if a person should divorce because I can understand sometimes it's violent. Sometimes it's literally sucking the life out of you. Sometimes it's a hindrance to you being able to have your relationship with God. I, I Sometimes it's a literal hindrance to your lifestyle altogether. I understand. We are humans. Things happen. Um, people make choices. And they are not always... The, the best outcomes possible don't always um, end up being the outcome. But man. Meanwhile... <laughs> single people like Nick Cannon keep making uh, babies, children, offspring, add to the world population, but he's not engaging in not a one covenant. I mean, I mentioned he and Mariah Carey, but that's the only marriage that, you know, and he, you know, had twins from that union, but I mean, and he, for instance, has debatably, side note, said that he's doing it um, to ensure his legacy, uh, to ensure that his legacy has a uh, platform, if you will, to continue through. He's a multi-million dollar businessman with multiple businesses, with multiple multi-million dollar businesses. And so, presumably, these children will grow to be able to continue the empire. Hopefully, they'll be able to work together. Should this world last that long, if you don't you know, blow it to smithereens and everyone in it. But anyway, uh, I don't know, guys. I'm still scratching my head on this divorce thing. I may come back with a second episode, a second, I'm sorry, part to this I may not, but I mean, I'm just kind of scratching my head like a lot of people again about these divorces, like what is really going on. This is cuffing season for single people. Um, there's a massive amount. There's a big gulf. Let me say this and then I'll, I'll try to end this. There's a seem, there's seemingly a massive gulf um, in this society where uh, men of men of full adult, even middle age range um don't want to commit to a marriage they want to hold on oh 40 is a new 30 i don't know who started that lie 10 years ago because what it did was it 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 made these men or or 20 uh what was it 30 is a new 20 i don't know what it was like 10 it was something like 10 years or so ago and it gave some people the mindset that you can hold on to not a, a a playful youthfulness that is timeless, but it made them hold on to boyhood, immaturity, you know, this prepubescent, sophomoric, juvenile, ugh, irreverent, disrespectful, non-conformant, non-committal, all I wanna do is play and play video games all day long for the rest of my life it's like it created a semi society uh semi subculture of that and those of us who are in our 40s we want marriages we want 
mutual-minded, mature men. At the risk of having all those M's, yep, I did it. I sure did. Um, we, we, we don't want to be sticks in the mud. We want to be serious, though. Because life and marriage are serious. We want to, we want to court for the purpose of marriage. We want to lay cards on the table, be honest and straightforward from the beginning. We want to share our common interests and get married and start our lives. Um, even at the risk of many of us, to a certain degree, putting our lives on hold until we do. Now, that's a mistake in the sense of the phrase that I use because you shouldn't put your life on hold per se just because you're not married, but two are better than one. (laughs) There are things that are better if you're married. It's not good that man should be alone. There are, marriage is actually quite fun, Uh, but the mindset of oh man just the the immaturity oh jeez this it just just this childlike literal mindset almost like and literally like the cognition the way the neurons fire off it's just it's all selfish and i saw a clip from someone on Instagram, a gentleman was talking about, and he was a Christian, uh, talking about how how self-centered and ignorant uh, and immature are we to think that God would make us marry someone that is ugly. Like God would make us or force us to marry someone who was not attractive. Um, that, And I remember thinking that before I got married. Yeah, I remember thinking that before I got married and after for that matter. After I got divorced also for that matter. Um, (laughs) uh, Because when you're a Christian, you, the mantra, and I hate to use the word mantra, and basically it's lifestyle you lead is, it's not my will, I want to do what God wants me to do. But often it's the God of flesh or the things that you're, you're out, you're the, the flesh or the carnal nature wants so you want things that will make you look good only from the aesthetics more so the aesthetics will be the only to the materialism that could uh help you to maintain the aesthetics i'll say so any quote-unquote good person in our minds there's this stupid belief system and many a mind uh that and especially an immature one of course because I, I, I was had I'm still growing <laughs> I, I don't confess to being soph- sophomoric uh juvenile or, or or quote unquote you know childlike in my in my maturity level but I've been I've had this chain of thought before that I I would think that God would ask me to marry someone that's ugly or someone a man would come to, up to me saying that oh he's in love with me he's some troll but he's a good person because all attractive men are of course uh, Fido, they're dogs and they only want to lift that little leg up <laughs> and uh, have a little pink thing sticking out and all they want to do is hump, hump, hump. Well, that's not true. However, I've heard many a male friend tell me, really, even a quote-unquote good man 
sex is, we think about it quite often. Yeah, it's all we think about. A good man going to always have someone that he can hump. Someone told me that. A man told me that. We're going to always have someone we can hump. And he did not, he didn't even specify a married man. He did not set that outside of men. He said men. And it was very scary because it put me back to the mindset of, okay, what if I find out that my husband cheated on me? Mind you, my ex-husband cheated on me. And he initially filed for divorce because he was trying to prevent me from finding out about the baby that he conceived. But God showed me the baby. You know, it didn't work. The the attempts to cover it up didn't, didn't work. And the thought crossed my mind in a semi-considerable manner of, mm, maybe we could have worked it out. Even the most uh, dogged, determined person to have this perfect image of a life, maybe a great percentage of them will also be able to confess or admit that the thought crossed my mind even a little bit, just a small, small sliver of a consideration about uh, staying with my spouse if they committed adultery. Now, for us women, you know, men, males, they can't, they can't take it because that's one of the larger reasons why, the most popular <laughs> reasons for breaking up and divorcing, right? Adultery, right? Oh, they cheated. I, I cannot stand the thought to, 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 to know the truth, the fact, to be in existence that you chose another person you she they she got a chance in my you know women's case she got a chance to touch your body she got a chance to taste your skin she got a chance to smell you you let her touch what was mine not in selfishness but I don't want to share you said you were mine I said I was yours (laughs) and I'm going way longer than I intended (laughs) uh but then you find out that they've been untrue and they've broken that vow and then you, you literally feel like, well, my life has been a lie. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? My goodness. So, you know, but men can't handle it. You had a conversation with, with, your, with your teammate at work? Oh, life is over. Give me your cell phone. I don't want you to ever wear anything attractive or beautiful to work ever again. Oh, the just you know the the, the, the immaturity comes out then. Oh, I want you to here. Give me your eyeballs, <laughs> sweetheart. I need my eyeballs. No, you don't. You can read braille. <laughs> I don't want you to ever look again, uh, sir. I need my eyes to work. <laughs> Men can handle what we, what they willingly, what they beg and plead and act as if it's a given, double standard style <laughs> for women. They'll have adultery, have a whole several year affair, bring a whole child into this world and want you to take them back. But they, well, he, 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 he bought me lunch. I didn't even ask for lunch. Well, tell him you ain't no charity, charity, you know, charity case. I can feed my woman. You know, just these, oh, just they can't handle it. Men cannot handle if someone else has played with their toy that has their name on it. <laughs> so why should we women, right? I don't know. 
Uh, but this divorce thing, man, I'm very shocked. You know, again, Tia Mari Hardrick, Hardrick uh, Tom Brady and Giselle, um, Miguel and Nazanin getting divorced. Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill getting a divorce. Some, the adultery was publicized. Some was kept under wraps, meaning, you know, choosing rather to not start the mudslinging. I don't know, man. I wish wish these couples the best. Um, Man. I mean, again, guys, it, it really does break the soul. I don't get it. I mean, like. If if you get if you got married for the real covenant of till death do us part, I say not that I'm any better than anybody else. I just say why not stick to it. I meant what I said. I meant what I told God. I wanted this for life. I would have been willing to work on it. I love you, <laughs> and I love us. But everyone is not the same, and I mean we're entitled to change our minds, but. I'd like to think and know and believe that the marriage covenant and the marriage vows are the most sacred of commitments and vows and covenants set, right? And agreements set, right? Set and said. I wish and pray the best for these individuals, their children, uh, their family and friends, because marriage affects everyone around you, you know? common friends everything it it affects marriage breaks the soul and everyone else so you know the best of luck to these people and you know if you guys know someone who's going through a divorce just be as lovingly supportive and as prayerfully supportive as you can be because you know not everybody has a happy ending and the worst thing to lose in a divorce is yourself Especially, literally, some people have, I've had Navy buddies that have found out that their partner chose someone else and they went home and committed suicide. So again, you guys, especially in keeping with my ending, uh, um, as I sign off here, please take care of yourselves, love on yourselves, love God, because God loves you, and love on each other if you can. And if you, again, if you know someone who's going through divorce, please help them as much as you can because it, it truly breaks the soul. But a divorce doesn't have to kill you. It just may kill what you once hoped you would be. And then you have to learn how to be yourself again. But that's okay because sometimes you can be a better you after a divorce. There is life after a divorce, and you have to keep trusting God, though. That's the key. So, again, guys, I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Loving yourselves, loving each other, and love God because, again, God does love you. And He's the only one that we can be in agreement, relationship, and covenant with, and He will never leave us nor forsake us. Okay? Know that. And know that you have Him if you have no one else. That's it. You've been listening to the Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I've been Little Miss Nobody Knows. And uh, I'm out. Bye.